1: Free Dessert for Life at HomeChef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the On Reds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're just going to talk about that uh, wonderful, inevitable point in the season that we have come to for the Reds. As Reds fans, it's something we've gotten used to over the last six, seven years. And uh, we're going to look at what's next. We're going to look at how we get out of this rut. How we get out of the situation that we continually find ourselves in as fans of a baseball team that doesn't seem to want to contend. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you're subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at five one three-five four nine zero one five nine. Wanna get to your locked on Reds line questions on Jeff's junk mail segment tomorrow, make sure you get them in on the line or on Twitter as well. I've, I've got a question posed on Twitter and you know, on the locked on Reds account. basically, I, in so many words, how are we looking? That's, that's pretty much where we're at in the season. Once again, no matter what kind of money they spent in the offseason. This year, the Reds uh, there's always a team in baseball that does that, it does what the Reds have done now, but the Reds have proven that just because you win the offseason, does not mean you win in the regular season. And they currently sit at 18 and 23, five games under 500. And they continue to look up at the playoff field, a field that they were supposed to be in. Make no mistake about it. When the season started, we, it wasn't just Reds fans that were saying, boy, this team's got a shot. This team's going to go places. It was not just Reds country, national pundits, national writers, people who live baseball every single day of their life because they get paid to do that, and the league as the whole. We're saying that this team is very good. This team is going to be one of the playoff teams. Even when the field was not an expanded field, they thought that the Reds had a really good shot. I'm here to tell you, and I hate this because I hate the culture that sports fandom and sports coverage is right now of being hot takey. You want to be the first one with the take. You want to be the first one to declare this and predict this. And that way you can stand on that prediction and say, look at me. I was the first one to be right. And I'm not looking to be the first one, right? Cause I'm definitely the far, far from the first person to say this, the reds aren't making the playoffs. And I hate saying that we have an expanded playoff format in which more then half of the National League will make the playoffs. Eight teams are going to get in. Surely, after spending over $160 million, this team was one of the best eight teams in the National League. That has not played out that way. And the reason that has brought me all to saying this, obviously, most of you listening probably know why the Reds lost to the Pirates on Sunday by a score of three to two, a walk-off sacrifice hit by the Pirates leadoff hitter, Eric Gonzalez, who the Reds pitching staff and, uh, fielders never really got out during the season. Eric Gonzalez absolutely destroyed them in this series. Even in the games that the Reds won, Eric Gonzalez was still hitting the cover off the ball, still putting it where the fielders weren't. I, I very much was impressed by his performance. Very nice job by him. And he capped it off with a sacrifice hit that earned a series split. And in most cases, teams that are on the Reds' level, better than the Reds, a series split is nice. The Pirates are the worst team in the National League. The Pirates are going to end the season as the worst team in the National League. That's not a hot take. That's not going out on a limb. That's calling it like it is. The Reds lost, split the series. They lost Sunday's game, but they split a series with the worst team in the National League. What's that tell you? That tells you that moving forward, these last 19 games, as much as I would love to sit here and be optimistic, I can't. They're not going to make the postseason because here's the deal. they got to go 12 and 7 to be a 500 ball club in these last remaining 19 games. You might have the urge to pull up your schedule and say, well, let's look at this Let's look at this team uh, and, and what they're playing, what, what they're up against these last 19 games. It doesn't matter. If you're splitting series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and yeah, whatever, you can say it was at PNC Park, that's no excuse. The Pirates are the Pirates whether they're in Pittsburgh or whether they're on the road playing a Great American Ballpark. They're bad. The Reds split a series with a bad team. And if they cannot win a series with a bad team, it does not matter who they're playing the rest of the way, which they're all pretty decent teams. And it's not going to help. And the fact that when you look at this season, if you take chunks out of the season, if you take a 19-game chunk out of the 41 that they've played, take any 19-game stretch, they have not even broached 12 wins in any 19 game stretch. In fact, if you want to even be more optimistic than that, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer on this whole thing, they haven't even won 11 games in any 19 game stretch this season. We can look at advanced statistics, we can look at StatCast, we can look at all of the different peripherals to look for explanations. It boils down to win and losses. And when you look at the wins and losses, they don't have what it takes. They do not have the ability, and, and, and look, if they make the playoffs, I will be the first one to raise my hand and say that I was wrong because I want that to happen. I want them to make the playoffs because I'd love to watch the Reds in the playoffs. I've, I've been saying that for the last six, seven years, but it's just not going to happen this year. We now move into a season, a uh, period of time that is all too familiar. And Here's the thing about it. Some things may change. There may be 60 games in a season. The Reds may have spent money in free agency the offseason before. There may have been good vibes coming into the 2020 season. Some things don't change. We're sitting here. I'm sitting here drinking some pumpkin spice coffee, enjoying the changing weather. Got a fire pit ready to go. And we're still talking about how the Reds can change for the better for the next season because they're not making the playoffs. And I hate saying that, but that's where we are. We are once again going into a fall season without looking at, uh, uh, we're looking at some Bengals football. We're not looking at Reds baseball in the playoffs. So coming up, going to talk about some ideas. Uh, Yeah, some thoughts on how the Reds can change for the better, and hopefully how they can avert disappointment in 2021. That's right, folks. We are at the wonderful point in the baseball season where we can begin to say, all right, well, next year. And look, when it boils right down to it, as Reds fans, we've gotten pretty used to talking about disappointment with the team on the field, with the performance on the field. But when it comes to... Something in your life, hopefully you're not talking about disappointment day in and day out. Because talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or, sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real Medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman.com slash LockedOnMLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked Getroman.com slash locked MLB. Make no mistake about it. I hate it, and I I really hope I'm wrong. I'm really hoping that the Reds just begin some kind of crazy tear. Maybe they go 19 and 0 in these final 19 games and make it to the playoffs. Make it to where we think or where we thought they should be at the end of 2020. I, I I'm just I'm I'm not there to where that I'm optimistic that it's going to happen. It's all now based on hope. It's all now a hail mary and a prayer insert whatever sports metaphor you want to here. It's just frustrating now as Reds fans that we continue to do this. No matter what the Reds did in the offseason, it still seems we're sitting here with the same result. And the thing that probably is more salt in the wounds than anything is when I look around the league. I look around the league and I see that the Baltimore Orioles are two games out of a playoff spot. They're like right there, man. The Baltimore Orioles are right there. I'm so happy for Orioles fans, and at the same time, I'm super jealous. The Marlins are in the playoffs if the season ended today. Super jealous of Marlins fans right now. The Padres were a team just like the Reds this past offseason in that they had hope, so they went out. And they got guys. They added a bunch of guys. They spent a ton of money. They made trades. And look at them. They're probably one of the favorites to make the World Series out of the National League. They're de- it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the Padres and the Dodgers. Hopefully they get to square off in the postseason because that's going to be a really fun series to watch those two teams play. But here's the thing. We're watching all of them. And I'm jealous of all of those fan bases because they get to see their team succeed. That's all that I want as a Reds fan. And and to be honest, if you're sitting here you're you're thinking, "Boy, you're frustrated. You've watched this team flounder. That's all that we want." That's the point of being a fan is to see your team succeed. And here we are in 2020 at the same point that we've come to now for what seems like an eternity, so many years of my life as a Reds fan has come to this point at some point in the season. Now, granted, it's been a lot earlier in some seasons and with the season starting later this year, obviously it's a little bit later this year than it has been in others, but we now come to the vauntful time where we look forward to next season. What will the team look like next season? What will the Reds do? What should they do and what can they do to get to where we know they can be? Now, Number one is I'm going to present you with a couple of ideas. This is obviously a theme that we'll be talking about moving forward for the rest of the season. I'm going to be watching the rest of these games with an eye toward next season. It's not going to be, you know, the micro of, oh my gosh, you know, it, they just won this game. They're back. They're back. They're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs now. I'm not going to do that. They got to go on a crazy run for me to jump back to that Reds fan, Jeff. Uh, compared to where this Reds fan, Jeff, is sitting right now. Now we look toward 2021. I think the first and foremost, the easiest thing that we can all just collectively agree upon now is that David Bell will not be the manager of this team in 2021 because we are talking about missed expectations of the highest order. We are talking about a team that... It wasn't hopeful coming into the year that they were going to be in the playoff mix. It was expected that they were going to be in the playoff mix. They were pretty much not, you didn't have to squint to see this team winning the NL Central. Now you have to squint real hard to see them making the playoffs at all. And that definitely comes down on the head of David Bell. That's something that I I don't know how we could come into the 2021 season and say, all right, we've got our management staff. We were happy with the job that they did last season. And look, I have said this before. I'll say it many, many times, probably in the following years with following managers coming up. I do not believe that the manager should be blamed for every single bit of the way that this season went down because he cannot go out there and execute for his players. All he can do is put the right guys in the right situations. Now it's a little bit debatable if he's been doing that. He continues to trot out different guys like Nate Jones in situations that the Reds, I'm pretty sure, acquired Archie Bradley for. And then you've also got Rice Iglesias who has been – very shaky this year. He's had some good stretches, and really, coming up to Sunday, Sunday's game, he was not looking too bad lately. But to be honest with you, I don't put that all on Iglesias. I put a lot of that on the defense. The, the, the fielding's just been straight bad, and that's something that I thought coming into the year was not a big deal. And I think the front office even attacked it with the mindset of it's not a huge deal. They can shift. They can kind of cover up their deficiencies with different strategies, different placements, things like that. When a bull is down to it, the gloves in the field just aren't cutting it. And they got to figure something out with that as well. So that's going to be a overarching theme that we attack during the offseason in the coming days and stuff. How can the Reds improve? their defense. There's a lot of thoughts that I have there, but I'm not going to give them to you all at once right here and right now. And then, I mean, coming back to it when we talk about David Bell putting the right guys in at the right time when it comes to the bullpen, they've seriously got to address the bullpen. And look, 60-game season is tough because it's technically when you look at the grand scheme of baseball, It's not a great sample size. It's not even half a season, so it's really hard to sit here and fully understand the performances of the guys that we've seen pitch, but at the same token, we can definitely tell that Nate Jones is not the guy. They've relied on him quite a bit this season. He's dropped the ball quite a bit this season. I'm not going to say every single time he's come in there because he's had some nice performances, but at the same time, more often than not, we're talking about a Reds loss whenever he's the guy out of the bullpen in a high leverage situation. And one thing too, uh, probably the last thing, and, and I'm not really sure what they do with this. There's definitely some guys that they need to keep. And I think the first guy that they need to keep is Trevor Bauer. Hopefully, he is still sold on the plan that is the Reds. I think that whenever the Reds went out and they got Brian Goodwin and they got Archie Bradley, one of the reasons that they, or one of the biggest reasons that they pulled the, tra- pulled the trigger on both those trades is the fact that both of those players are controlled through next season. Archie Bradley's contract expires at the end of 2021, and Brian Goodwin's expires at the end of 2022. So we're not talking about guys that we're just going to straight lose at the end of this shortened 2020 season. I I think that while the Reds were buyers, they were smart buyers when it comes to those trades. They didn't go out and get guys that they were only going to have for a handful of games, and hopefully they could turn it around and make the postseason with these guys and utilize them before they lost them to free agency. That's not going to be a scenario there. The overarching question with all of this, even including the changing of the guard at manager, is going to be, what kind of money are the Reds going to spend? They just got done with a huge spending spree this last offseason, and they faced a situation like no other team in Major League Baseball history has ever been prepared for, a season in which there were no fans in the stands and we can talk about the difference between television contract money and stuff like that. I know that most of it's coming from the television contract, but at the same token, every single team in major league baseball is going to have a weird time figuring out their finances in the off season. And the reds are not immune to that as well. So how does that get spread out? Are they going to be as aggressive, aggressive as they have been in the past couple of off seasons? Because it's hard to imagine them going out and spending another $160 million after a disappointment that is 2020. Because here's the deal. The one thing that I think the Reds were kind of banking on is that they would have a good 2020. Now, who knows what they would do in the playoffs, but they would have a good 2020. They would make the playoffs and that would set up everyone's excitement, everyone's expectations for 2021. We're now going to go into next year's season feeling kind of like we felt coming into this past season of we've got expectations, but we don't necessarily have results backing those up. We have hope, but we're not really sure what the team is actually going to look like. Definitely going to be the main focus of the podcast moving forward is to what we're going to see from this Reds team. So hopefully here in the coming days, we're going to be a little bit more positive. We're going to look more at some player performances. We're going to look more with an eye of how that can affect next year's team. And maybe we'll start bandying about, this is something that I don't necessarily have a lot of expertise in, but bandying about possible manager uh, candidates. We're going to get into all of that. In the coming podcast this week. So make sure that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss anything. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow at Locked On Reds for the show's Twitter account and hit up the Locked On Reds line number at 513 549 0159. Give me your ideas. What do you think? What, what are some ideas that you have as a Reds fan that you want to see them do this offseason? Let me know that. But that'll do it for us here today on this Labor Day episode. Hopefully you have a great Labor Day holiday. Whatever you've got planned, hopefully you're relaxing with family, maybe doing one more grill out before fall hits us. But that'll do it for us here today. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow.
1: Let's go, Rex. Hey.